<sighs> Hello, friends. Well, I'm out on another walk, and today I really felt compelled to share about something that I think should be important to all of us. Now, it's not the barking dogs that I'm walking past, but it's actually logic and the importance of it in the way that we think and communicate with one another. Now, I want to explain what sparked this. I was having a great conversation via Facebook Messenger uh, with my friend Tony today. And um, we could both very adamantly say uh, we're not people that, we're not fans at all in any way of uh, violence and hate groups. And recently there was talk of this group called the Proud Boys, who are commonly referred to as white supremacist groups. Um, and listen, they're not, for all intents and purposes, I watched the Joe Rogan podcast, give you a little background on the creation of this group. Started out as a satire, as a joke, um, because apparently the guy who created it, Gavin, I don't know his last name, you can Google the origins. Uh, Google Proud Boys Origins Joe Rogan, you'll find the whole story. But apparently this dude named Gavin, uh, there was some kid that worked for him who was um, not very masculine, uh, didn't know how to talk to ladies, stuff like that. And they made a joke and they said they were going to create this group called the Proud Boys that would teach guys like this kid uh, how to be how to be quote unquote men, right? Uh, but it, but in the oh, toxic masculinity, I guess sort of way, um, you know, like the, the cartoonish idiotic way, right? Misogynistic, stupid stuff like that. So it started off as a, a, basically a distasteful joke from all, everything that I can read about this group. Well, from there, it evolved into an actual group of people going out and fighting against, you know, people like Antifa and stuff like that. So this has been a big topic among debates right now. Um, the media keeps bringing them up as a white supremacist group. So I tell you all that to set the backdrop of what happened in this dialogue today. My friend Tony, who is one of the, honestly, one of the most well thought out people that I know, he, he genuinely cares about research and understanding. So he's not out there sharing stuff that's not true or illogical. And so Tony had shared a post saying, this is not a good group of people. Oh, wow. Someone left out some apples for free. That's so cool in this morning walk. Thank you, home that set these out. Um, he had made a post on Facebook that said, uh, let me start by saying I don't support the Proud Boys. I don't like this group. I don't endorse them. I don't think they're great. I mean, he made it very clear this is not in support of them. And he said, that being said, their leader, a guy named, uh, I believe it's Enrique Tariq, is now the head of it, is an Afro-Cuban so to call them a white supremacist group is inaccurate. That, that's literally what he said. said, you know, dislike them, hate them, whatever you got going on. But let's stop labeling them something that they're not and using that as a political talking point. And one of his friends, someone who knows him well, well enough anyway, somebody who he calls a friend, who's connected to on Facebook, literally 
went into a, a pretty aggressive argument uh, in his responses to my friends. And when I saw this, I thought, I'm reading what Tony said. How could anyone take this wrong? Like, I tried to reread it and tried to reread it um, with the worst of intentions to see if I could read it in a way that the commenter was. And, and I couldn't. And I, I couldn't because there wasn't anything that Tony said that was supportive of this group. There wasn't anything that he said of this group that was positive. There wasn't anything that should invoke the type of response that he got from this other gentleman. Now you may say, Matt, what does this have to do with my life and how is this beneficial to me? I'm going to tell you exactly why. What I saw on Facebook today was an example of someone sharing a logical truth and actually making every effort to do it in a way that was kind uh, and, and, and peaceful. And the response I saw was someone who had a desire to, to win an argument. And here's the interesting thing. It was an argument that wasn't happening. And now why, one would have to ask, why would somebody, why would somebody feel the need to do that? Well, here's why. Because if the other person has already made bold statements like group A is a white supremacist group. And then facts come out that show, well, they're not in fact a white supremacist group. Now they could now be a hate group. They could be a horrible group. They could be mean people. They could be terrible people that no one should associate with. But if facts come out that they're not what you've said they are, you have two choices. You either have to admit that you were wrong or you choose to die on that hill and throw logic and rationale out the window. What I saw in this argument that shouldn't have ever been an argument was someone choosing to throw rationale and logic out the window. And here's why this applies to our lives, friends. Because the reality is we're not always right. And sometimes we, we think and we truly believe we are right all the way until the end. But if a fact comes out to show us that we are not right, that what we've been saying, pushing, promoting is wrong, there's a time to own the fact that we're wrong. And it doesn't mean you have to go out and make a big public stink and go, oh, I was wrong about everything. But the reality is, we can stop fighting for something if we realize, hey, I shouldn't have been fighting for that. I shouldn't have been. I shouldn't have been saying that. I was mistaken. I'm just going to stop promoting that. I'm going to stop promoting that idea. I'm going to stop pushing that thought process now that I know it's an incorrect thought process. Now that I know I had bad information, I'm going to quit pushing that as if it's good information. Because that's not that's not a good, truthful, honest thing to do. So, as my friend and I were messaging each other, I came to my mind that this, this moment, this example right here, because my friend was like, I just, I, I just can't, I, I don't get it. I don't get how someone can see this. And logically argue, like if a group is a white supremacist group, the last thing they're going to want 
is a person of color as their leader, right? A, a group that's a white supremacist group is never going to let someone who's not white be part of their group, let alone lead it as their chairman. It's not logical. It's not factual. It's not possible. And that being said, when Tony said, I, I, you know, I don't know what I'm doing wrong here in this conversation. I don't know how I'm not, not communicating well enough to, to show that I don't support this group, but that, that the, the argument that people are making is just not factual. It's not logical. And I said, it just popped in my mind that this is why the Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers, not the peaceful, not the peacekeepers. By the way, you should be peaceful and you should keep peace. But it's interesting that in the attitudes, the words, blessed are the peacemakers, is highlighted. Because what does it mean to make something? It means you're, t- you're, actively t- you're actively doing something, right? To make something, to create something, takes effort. It takes thought. It takes effort. It takes time. To see, peacekeeper means somebody else did something and you're trying to maintain it. To be peaceful means you're, again, trying to maintain something. But to be a peacemaker, to be a peace creator, means you actively have to shift. You have to have to do a behavior that is intentional to make this thing called peace. My friends... In our lives, we're going to have many opportunities that cross our path, that are are frustrating, that are anger-inducing. Those are the opportunities to be the peacemaker. It is in those moments that we have an opportunity to create peace with others. Now you may say, well, I'm not going to fold and, and, and ignore truth. No, you don't have to ignore truth. You don't have to bend to something that's against your beliefs to be a peacemaker. But to be a peacemaker means how can I communicate this in a, in a way that's loving? How can I communicate this in a way that helps the other person see I'm not attacking you? Sometimes we just have to voice that. Hey, listen, I'm not attacking you. I'm, I, help me understand why we see this differently. As I read this, I don't see this to be possible. So help me understand your perspective and why you see it this way. Because I'm, I'm having a hard time seeing it that way. See, you're blessed when you create peace. And what does that mean you're blessed? It doesn't mean that you win the lottery. It doesn't mean you, you get an award when you, when you create peace, right? It doesn't, it doesn't mean that you are going to get a Nobel Peace Prize because you didn't argue with your buddy over something silly that took place in the news or in a presidential debate or something like that. But to be blessed means there's there's some sort of reward, right? So to say you're blessed when you make peace is to say when you make the effort to be a creator of peace, when you go out of your way to better situations for humanity, you're going to reap the rewards as well. Meaning, you're going to, when you make peace, you're going to experience peace. When you make peace, 
You've got to experience the goodness that comes from that. And that's enough of a reward. It should be enough of a reward for all of us. So I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Rockstar Unplugged Podcast. And before I sign off, I want to remind you of this. When you make, 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 create peace. When you create peace, when you make peace. And that only benefits humanity as a whole. Not only benefits the person you're having a dialogue with, but when you make peace, it benefits every aspect of your life. Your work, your home life, your relationship with your spouse, your relationship with your children. When people start to see that you're a person whose goal is to create peace, man, you're you're turning into. You're not just being blessed, you're turning into a blessing for everyone. And listen, you might say, that's not who I've been. I've been interested in winning the argument, winning the fight. That's who I am. It's what I do. It's who I've been for so long. Friends, can I tell you right now, right now as you hear this, this is a moment where you can choose to be a peacemaker. The next time an opportunity arises in a dialogue, you have the opportunity to make peace. So guess what? No matter who you've been, no matter where you're at in your life, you're just one moment away.